Sound, presented by Banks, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Yeah, so um, first off, I, I have to say that today is my first time publicly stating that I am a member of the LGBTQ community. So it's kind of a big yes. day for me in that regard. <laughs> Um, I've not necessarily been overly open about that professionally. Um, uh, most of the people that are close to me in my life know, um, not everyone, uh, but uh, I, I found that uh, really a, a good home in, in Westleaf. It's an extremely inclusive and welcoming place to work, and we want people from all different backgrounds and walks of life because it makes us all better. Sean Williams. Chief Development Officer at Westleaf. The LGBTQ plus community has deep roots in cannabis. The two have seemingly always been intertwined, and they continue to be even today. What started as a medical treatment for individuals suffering with HIV and AIDS turned into a synergistic relationship that unified those who felt ostracized from quote-unquote normal society. I'm Hannah Holmgren, and you're listening to Seed to Sound. Before Vanks, I um, was working in a more IT uh, staffing uh, industry, and I guess um, from an LGBTQ perspective, I guess getting in with that company, I know I was um, told by a, a very close family member to not let them know I'm I was gay just because you know maybe the professional world wasn't as developed within um, being okay or open with it. But through the interview process, it it did come out <laughs> pretty pretty clear as uh, they went in pretty deep with the interview questions. But um, you know they still took me on as a part of their their company and um i guess there really hasn't been a huge difference from an lgbtq perspective from that company to this um they'd have their own you know lgbtq groups that i was a part of with that company but um yeah i definitely think my family member was a little a little confused and um about me not letting them know that i'm gay because ultimately like if they're not okay with it. I don't really want to be a part of that company. Jordan Dahlheimer, senior recruiter at Vangst. And what has it been like transitioning into the cannabis industry? Have you found that it's more or less inclusive or just differently inclusive? Um, I would say just an overall perspective. I feel like I'm definitely more open with it with my candidates when I first speak with them because I feel like cannabis and LGBT issues kind of go hand in hand with similar groups. And so I'm definitely more open with myself when initially speaking with candidates, you know, because I guess that goes same thing for for candidates and and companies. Like, I don't know if I necessarily want to work with an individual who's not going to be okay with my lifestyle. I spent 24 years in the military in uniform. I started at West Point. I crossed into the Air Force with a degree in mechanical and aerospace engineering. Later got a master's in astronautical engineering. Went to test pilot school. I've flown 29 different aircraft in, in flight test. Had a variety of different engineering jobs. Did some nuclear weapon effects, uh, some international affairs work, and then some large-scale government acquisition. I led the largest uh, international military sale in U.S. history to a tune of $30 billion. Uh, it was an F-15 program to Saudi Arabia. And then I ended my career as the chief of tests of the F-22. One of the reasons I was so excited to talk to Sean was his experience. It's so positive. 
and his company sets a wonderful example of inclusiveness that I believe more companies, not just in the cannabis industry, but in every industry, could learn and grow from. So I'm just curious what made you switch then from something so regimented like the military into something more volatile like cannabis? It's not a typical path. Uh, so as an aside, I like to share this. Uh, I, I have two great kids. I have a 15-year-old son and a 12-year-old daughter. And my daughter likes to introduce me to her friends by saying my dad worked in fast food in high school and now he sells weed. So there's a little bit left out in the middle maybe, but uh, they definitely keep us humble. Uh, as parents. Uh, so how did I end up in cannabis? I, I actually got recruited in, which is not typical, uh, but I, I got approached by an executive recruiter and I initially said no because I didn't know anything about cannabis. I had a top secret security clearance for many years, had a great job. I wasn't looking. And, uh, but eventually I accepted a position cause I got intrigued by why they'd be looking for someone like me. They were really trying to professionalize the industry and bring people from the outside that have certain skill sets and treat it like a regular business. And, uh, so, um, that, that company was M Hardeen. They're here in Denver. I, I left there after a couple of years and started my own company with uh, a couple of colleagues and, and friends. And 10 months later, I sold the company. Uh, we sold the company and joined the Westleaf team full time. And uh, I've really found that the skills in the military of really leadership, organization, operating in highly regulated, uh, but dynamic and often stressful environments are, um, and, and all being rooted in, um, in a good set of core values, which comes uh, in the military and is really important. It, it prepared me well for this career in cannabis. You wouldn't think it necessarily, but, um, but I felt very well prepared. I asked Sean to tell me a little about Westleaf and what exactly a chief development officer does on a day-to-day -day basis. Westleaf is a vertically integrated Canadian cannabis company headquartered in Calgary, Alberta, with team members also in Toronto, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, California and here in Denver like myself. What I mean by vertical integration is that we own, control, and have an interest in assets across the entire cannabis value chain. This includes cultivation, processing, extraction, manufacturing, product branding, and wholly owned retail. With vertical integration, we are defensively positioned to protect our margins through the life cycle and maturation of the business. So through controlling the retail distribution, we dictate the consumer experience and have the opportunity to influence their purchasing habits to ultimately buy our products and create that demand pull through our supply chain. We're focused on providing consumers with an innovative and unique retail experience through our retail banner prairie records. We're currently rolling out our retail strategy with three stores in Saskatchewan, one with construction complete in Alberta, and ultimately 30 to 50 total stores opening by the end of 2020 in Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, and potentially Manitoba and Ontario. Wow. wow. Yeah, so it's a pretty significant undertaking this year and next. Uh, we also have two large production facilities, one for cultivation and one for cannabis oil extraction, manufacturing, processing, product development, and R&D. And they're currently under construction with completion set to occur this year. So my role as the chief development officer consists of overseeing many facets of the business, such as program management of all of our projects from inception to turnover to full-scale operations, design of production and retail facilities, construction oversight, uh, some international business development, uh, supply chain management and procurement, real estate and security. So a variety of hats that I wear. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. It's really the best place I've ever worked. And I've worked in a lot of great places in the military and after the military with a lot of great teams. And I just find Westleaf to be 
uh, a, a, an awesome uh, work experience and we're really uh, wanting to be recognized as one of the top places to work in Canada. The things that sets us apart is that we have built our company on a foundation of core values. Uh, specifically, those are integrity, humility, entrepreneurial spirit, leadership, and passion. And we have established a culture of mutual respect and inclusiveness while fostering this environment that really encourages people to learn and be creative and collaborative with one another. Because of the culture Sean described, I wanted to learn more about the environment Westleaf has created for its LGBTQ plus employees. Our team's been really supportive and accepting of who I am. Uh, in, in the past, I've been a really private person, but when I joined the company, I, I really immediately felt as though I could confide in my colleagues which I know isn't always the case for members of the LGBTQ community. And I, I feel fortunate to have found a company and team members that respect me and who I am. I really respect everyone, uh, re regardless of gender, age, sexuality, or race. It has nothing to do with our ability to execute on our business strategy, and uh, nor does anyone feel like, uh, like it would. And so thus far, for me, working in the, the cannabis industry has been really positive. And I think there's, there's a long time connection between the LGBTQ community and cannabis, really probably starting uh, with HIV and AIDS crisis mm -hmm. in, the, in the 80s, more or less. And, and uh, cannabis helped provide um, relief to many suffering patients. And so I find the industry really welcomes uh, all different types of people. And it's a cool, eclectic mix of people, too, that I haven't found other places. So it makes it really exciting and interesting. And I, I definitely feel like we need to be finding ways, um, like every industry, um, to increase our efforts to attract an even more diverse set of individuals. As um, I've, I have seen and heard from people in the industry who've not felt like they've had the same opportunities um, as, as others. And we need to work on that. Sean's story of being accepted for who he is from the get-go speaks volumes about the company he works for. And with that, with the culture internally, how does that culture and those values translate into the, uh, into the retail stores and the different brands that you guys encompass? What can people expect when they walk into a Prairie Records retail store or purchase a, a Loon Cannabis product? Sure, yeah. When you walk through the door, you're going to have a unique experience that you're not going to get anywhere else in Canada or the U.S. for that matter in, in cannabis. You'll see that Prairie Records looks like this modern record shop. It's completely different from anything else in the market right now. It's Instead of finding your favorite artist on the walls, though, we have a top hits wall with our favorite products and listening stations where you can listen to a curated playlist that matches the, the type of experience that you might expect from that strain of cannabis. And then from a display perspective, the customers can browse through these stacks of records where the record jackets include information about the product. And those record sleeves are great because they provide the customer with something tangible to hold in their hands, leading to a tactile and engaging customer experience. That's really difficult to find elsewhere in Canada. Excuse me, in Canada. Uh, the, the Canadian cannabis landscape is such that it's very restrictive on packaging, labeling, and advertising of cannabis. So we offer an opportunity to do that within the store. On the record itself, you'll, you'll learn about the product. Uh, it has the strength of the strain, the format, the levels of cannabinoids, and the, the type of music it pairs well with. Uh, so we're really passionate about sparking this sense of discovery and excitement with our consumers. 
whether you're trying cannabis for the first time, you're revisiting it, or you're a cannabis connoisseur, we think there's a, a place there for you and you'll feel at home. Sean has such a rich and interesting background, so I asked him what advice he had for job seekers looking to enter the industry. We need people with all different skill sets and backgrounds, so don't think because you haven't touched cannabis or done something specific in that that you you can't be effective and really valuable to your company or whatever group that you're involved in. And stay true to your values and, uh, and don't compromise them. And then you gotta be agile and flexible. It is a really dynamic industry. We talk about the dog years of cannabis. I've been in it for over three years now, and uh, it's like 21, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, you just be, be flexible and, um, and be willing to, to adapt each day to uh, what is new and different. Yeah, and he's got a, a recruiter friend who loves referrals, so... <laughs> Feel free to send them my way. <laughs> Put Jordan's right. contact info yeah. in the description. That's right. If you're looking, let me know. What advice do you have for current cannabis professionals who are looking to grow their business? Yeah, I like this question because I think often folks think that you are going to get a bag of cash thrown at you when you join the cannabis industry. Uh, but really, you got to treat it like any other business in any other industry. Have a solid business plan. Execute your, your plan deliver on your commitments, build a great team around you, uh, do your due diligence on people in any capacity that you work with, be it investors or people that you're going to hire or partner organizations. Make sure you're, you're checking them out. Uh, I always say uh, not all money is good money, and uh, it, it, it's going to, in the long run, um, not be good for you or your company if you do business with people that, that maybe just aren't decent. What is your personal relationship with cannabis? As a veteran and a member of the LGBTQ plus community, has cannabis played a positive role uh, in your life? Well, it's definitely played a positive role from a professional perspective. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly didn't have um, any real experience with cannabis prior to joining the industry. I, I literally took one puff of it in uh, around ninth grade and then I ran down the street and um, thinking in my head I'm a good kid and, <laughs> and so I'm, I had no experience other than that and then I had I was in the military I had a, um, a clearance for many years uh, but I was never against it per se but because it was illegal mm -hmm. um, I didn't think you should be doing it and I really had it in my head that it was bad like heroin because that's what we're told but now that I've actually, that I've joined the industry and prior to joining the industry, I've did a, done a lot of homework on the medicinal benefits of it. And I have so many firsthand accounts from people that, um, that I'm close to that uh, really have positively benefited from uh, the, the medicinal side uh, of cannabis. And um, there's so much misinformation out there that, um, that I hope to be able to help um, change and uh, break the stigma. And I think by having people that aren't viewed as uh, longtime stoners, uh, if you will, uh, that, that are really advocating for the, the ability for, for folks to um, have a healthy life. And uh, there's a place for cannabis uh, for that. Personally, I, I have consumed since I've been in the industry. I wouldn't say that I'm a, I'm certainly not a daily consumer. I'm uh, a few times a month, uh, but I found it to be really helpful. It's the best sleep ever, by the way. <laughs> if you have a little, just a little bit at night um, ha has been really good. I'll maybe once a week have a little edible at night and, um, and it's been great pain. It's been great. And so many people that are being helped 
uh, with uh, so many di different conditions. So now we're going to try something a little bit different for Seed to Sound. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, it could be a disaster. Um, <laughs> but let's just see. We're going to do a 60-second rapid-fire questions round. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have my, uh, my phone right here so we can time it. Um, we're going to see how many questions we get through. Um, and, yeah, let's start. What's your current favorite TV show or movie? I just rewatched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Never gets old. Very nice. If you want a million dollars today, what's the first thing you'd buy? Uh, I told my daughter I'd get her a horse. <laughs> Place you most want to travel? I've been a lot of places in the world, but I have not explored Africa other than Seychelles Island, so I want to go there. Very nice. Who's your current go-to musical artist or band? I've been getting back into country again. I've been digging Casey Musgraves. All right. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Definitely night owl. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. I caffeinate a lot. <laughs> Would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? <laughs> For sure, animals. <laughs> if you could travel back in time, what decade of the 1900s would you go to? Gosh, um, 1970s. Very cool. Do you ever post inspirational quotes on social media? Not really. Okay, thank God I was going to judge you on your answer. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to comfort food? Ice cream. Oh my gosh, perfect timing. That's my alarm going off in the background that I can't seem to turn <laughs> off. Today, there are so many LGBTQ plus owned and led cannabis businesses. Everything from plant touching and selling companies to ancillary goods and services. You can't really talk about cannabis without acknowledging what the LGBTQ plus community did for it and continues to contribute to it. The two kind of go hand in hand. Is there any advice that you have for straight allies looking to get involved this month or any month out of the year? Yes, um, I would say just, you know, if you are confused about something, because I know in the whole LGBTQ acronym, there's like 23 different letters associated <laughs> with it. Um, so don't be afraid to ask questions and then, you know, just be conscious, uh, conscientious of, you know, how you present the question. And I'm sure any member of the LGBTQ plus community would be happy to help or answer. But yeah, it is Pride Month. so. Look at your local events and uh, get involved. It's a good time. From all of us at Vanxed and Seed to Sound, we want to wish everyone a very happy Pride Month. To further support the LGBTQ plus community, links to several wonderful organizations are available in the description. Sound, presented by Bangst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Produced by Hannah Holmgren, music by Tyson Weigel. For more information, visit Bangst.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.